Oh my gosh, here we go. We're live in the studio, back at it again. Welcome to the Dreamers Podcast, a show all about living the dream in the world of entertainment. I'm your host, Brooke Ranson. We are back, baby. Season two. It's been exactly one year since I released my first episode, and I am so grateful to those who have been a guest on the podcast and who have supported me along the way. And now I present to you season two, Dreams Do Come True. So I wanted to update you guys on my life since I know you all care so deeply about my dreams and goals. I was living in my parents' home in Atlanta, working on some film sets there, such as Stargirl, on the CW, Sweet Magnolias on Netflix, and a special little show that no one's really heard about called um, Stranger Things. Um, Yeah, they're coming out with season four. And yeah, I had a great time working on it. Can't talk much about it because I signed an NDA. And besides working on film sets, I even got to live the dream as a substitute teacher at my old high school. Shout out to my NCCS family who's listening. Fun fact, Lin-Manuel Miranda was a substitute teacher before he wrote Hamilton. So anything's possible, you guys. And speaking of... I am now back in New York. It's been a whirlwind. I literally worked on Stranger Things on my birthday, May 11th, 2021. And then the very next day, I moved back to New York and just (laughs) been grinding it out here during this pandemic, trying to find a job, figuring out how I can pay for rent, continuing the dreams and goals. And along with that comes disappointment and working on my mental health, but also. God is good. Let me just say God is so good. And it's been amazing being back. I really do love the city so much. Like it's been affirming for me to be back here and to be reunited with my friends, despite the circumstances and everything you hear in the headlines. New York is thriving. New York's thriving. Okay. Live theater is coming back. I just saw Stranger Sings, the parody musical last night, and it was phenomenal. And it really honestly, truly inspired me to start up this podcast again, because just being back in a live theatrical audience sent me, it just sent me to a place where I felt like anything's possible and I can continue this dream. Like they put on a brand new show during a pandemic, nothing held them back. And it was an amazing show and it really inspired me to keep on, keep on dreaming big and to keep on pursuing what I love despite everything in the world. It's just one of those things where I've had to really actively choose to cut out the noise every day and comparing myself online. And, but no, I have fully produced this show by myself. I've had great guests on and it was only just getting started. So now We have season two, and I have so much in store for you guys. I'm just so happy to be back here. I'm so glad that I could get myself together to give you season two. And in honor of live theater making its return, I have a guest today who is from all the way 
in London, England, Danny Becker. Danny made his West End debut in Aladdin. And I actually had him do an Instagram takeover for me back in the day. You can find it in the little save story reels on my Instagram profile. So definitely go back and watch that so you can see just how adorable and charming he is. Danny is currently performing in the show Prince of Egypt. And we recorded this podcast episode before live theater opened up again. So I'm beyond thrilled for him to be performing again on stage, living the West End dream. Here's our conversation. Hi, Danny. Welcome to the Dreamers podcast. (laughs) Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so talk about staying ready for when theater opens up again. How are you, what are you doing to stay prepared? Well, to be honest, it's been a bit, um, I think I think it goes in ebbs and flows of just like, oh, you're, you know, you're, sometimes you lose motivation and you take a bit of a back step. I think it's hard to stay like totally on it during this time. Do you know what I mean? It's... So, but, um, you know, I'm trying to, I've actually been exploring like my acting more because I mainly come from a musical theatre background and I did a lot, you know, at drama school. But since then, I feel like when you're in musicals, you focus more on your singing and dance to keep that up because that mm-hmm. can go quite quickly and you always want to like be on top of that. And I feel like sometimes acting is like the last thing that you think about you know, until you've got that script or you're going up for a part, which, you know, is rare, you know, often you have to get through the dance school, get through the singing call before you even get to script. So um, I've been like prioritising my acting more and I've been like going into some Meisner courses I've found. Um, and Have you done Meisner before? Yeah, I did a little bit in, in school. Yeah, that's a great Oh, amazing. Time. It's amazing. Yeah. And I'm actually starting a new course on in two days. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I was just saying that um, we're in lockdown, but schools are opening up. So I found this like part time thing that I can do. And yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot of teaching as well recently, which has always been always lifts my spirits. And, you know, it's weird when you teach because you say something and you're like, oh, I actually know what I'm talking about. You know, (laughs) things just come out of you that you don't realize that has seeped in over the years and. Mm-hmm. Then it reminds me, you know, when I say it to someone, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm reminded of that. It's like I've taught myself as well in that. Yeah, you're it's weird. yourself. Yeah. Um, so those are the kind of things I've been doing and, you know, trying to keep in contact with friends. And I had a great opportunity um, back last year, the beginning of lockdown. And I don't know if you know, but I did last five years mm-hmm. back at my home. So wow. I did, I got to do like the full show. That's um, a pretty big show for, because yeah, it's only like a two person show, really. I know, I know. And, you know, I never really thought about playing Jamie, which is the male lead in that. And it was such a great, a great little opportunity. You know, I had to learn it and self-film it and it had a big press release and it was, it was like a proper like the reactions and the buzz it had was like a proper show and it was like my first lead part but in a global pandemic it was very 
very bizarre to have it done you, like you did that. it during a global pandemic or you did it yeah, during yeah. the lockdown yeah 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 so I actually sorry I wasn't clear I, I got the offer during um the first lockdown and I we filmed it at my house and wow. then the, the woman playing Kathy played it did it at her house and then they edited it together yeah oh my goodness we'll have to watch this that's amazing oh I know well thank you it's actually it was only done for three it was only streamed for three nights unfortunately (laughs) but you might be able to find things on YouTube (laughs) yeah probably that's really exciting though and you should probably try to do something else like that that's like I mean anything's possible with technology yeah I mean that definitely proved it to me but you know luckily with that there was you know a full producing team and I mean, I love that side of things, but it's, it's sometimes easier when they just approach you. They've got it all sorted and yeah. you just need to do your thing. Right. That's true. That's really cool. I'm, that, yeah. I'm so glad you got to have that opportunity. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're a performer and I want to go back and talk about how you got started in performing. I probably, I, I just loved you know theatre and music I got the bug very very early in my life I remember my parents took me to um see like a kids show and I just you know my mum tells this story that I had some ice cream at the interval you get that in America don't you do you get ice cream yeah 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 (laughs) of course of course I don't know why I question (laughs) yeah and so I had some ice cream and you know I was so enthralled that it just like melted down me and I was just like fixated and I remember seeing like cats as a kid and you know had these and I don't know if I necessarily knew what was going on but I think with musical theatre and theatre in general you just get a sense of energy that you're watching you just there's something about it that if you connect to it it's it's like magic I don't know what it is it's like some magical energy that you're like so drawn to so I definitely got the bug at this as long as I can remember and I did, we call it Amdram here, um, Amateur Dramatics. I think, what do you call it? Community theatre? Yes, community theatre. Yeah, community. (laughs) So I did all of that as a kid. And then um, I started professionally training um, at 16. And I went to a place called the Brit School. I don't know if you've heard of the Brit Awards. They're big music, yeah, music awards in, in England. Um, and it's I think it's actually funded by the same people and it's it's the only free performing arts school or it was then maybe there's like one more but it was you know one of them the the only free performing arts schools in the UK so that was unreal going there and you know getting to finally do what you've dreamed of doing full time I remember that feeling like oh my god I can't believe I get to just you know, immerse myself in acting, singing, dancing with people that love it. That was just such an amazing moment in my life. And it was an amazing school as well, because it had all these different strands. You could mm-hmm. do like technical theatre and art and just music and it, and it just eclectic people. I think when you st- step into the arts for the first time, it's like all these different types of people that I hadn't been exposed to. So anyway, that was amazing. And and you I was there for- know, would you go see shows at the West End like together? Because I know for me, like being in Georgia, we would go to the big Fox Theater in the city. And yeah. that was like the big thing to do like together. And we would be in these like intensives and Broadway workshops and we would get to take them with 
the the touring companies that came through Atlanta. Oh, wow. Was, yeah. So Atlanta had a really great arts program for that, which was very like special. And I, I still am like, I still have those things on my resume because it's like, you know, real professional training from the show, like the real professional artists. So yeah, I'm super. That's excited. amazing. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Um, I, I don't, I, I used to do like little workshops here and there that mm-hmm. I found and it was like, I remember it being like gold dust, but um, I used to go, I, I was lucky because I live in North London, so not far from the West End. Um, this is where I grew up, luckily, you know, because a lot of my friends that are actors come from outside of London, so they have to move down. But I've, you know, I've always been a Londoner, so it's been very accessible, the West End. So um, we used to go like once a year for my birthday. My parents used to see, take me to see all the musicals. So that was I feel so, so lucky to have got that. Um, but yeah, at Brit, they just kind of really prepared me. And, you know, that we'd have those odd West End workshops and things like that, which were amazing. And then after that, I went on to um, to do my degree in musical theatre at a place called Arts Ed uh, in Chiswick. And that's like one of the best musical theatre schools in London, really kind of triple threat training, three-year wow. course. It was tough, but it was great. And, you know, prepared you meet. You. It prepares you, yeah, absolutely. Wow. So was that like the dream goal was just to perform professionally in theatre? Absolutely, yeah. It really, really was. And I, I, I think this time has given me, it's, I, I, I do quite like reminiscing. I know some people aren't into that, but I quite, I quite like looking back and thinking oh, where, I, where I've come from and looking at old pictures and video. You know, I don't know. I just really like that. And it makes me, you know, understand the journey Mm because I feel like we just reincarnate all the time we're like different people it's crazy so I look back at and then I I think you know when you listen to music and it takes you back to a time and you know I think I was listening to Sister Act the other day the musical (laughs) and I don't I think it was out it was I think it was 2009 so it was when I was really starting out and you know when I was still admiring these people and I wasn't really training and I just it's that time that I was like oh my god that's it just took me back to that kid of just I just want to be on the stage I didn't care what it was so I just had that the dream was just to be on a professional musical theatre stage and preferably the West End so it's nice to reconnect with that child sometimes because I think you can lose sight of it because when you when you're in it and you've done it a few times you're like oh but then you're like oh my god the kid me would have just couldn't believe it. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I I totally understand that. And that's part of why I made this podcast was because I, I was that same kid that like wanted to talk to these professional artists so badly. And like, I just wanted to know everything about their process, <laughs> their journey. And it's just, and every time I would see a show, a professional show on Broadway or Atlanta, I would go to the stage door, of course, but I would have like these in-depth conversations with the <laughs> actors. I'm like, I want to how did you get started? Do you have any advice for me? And like, so it's funny yep. to see how full circle it is now that I have a show that's all about that. <laughs> oh, I, I know exactly what you mean. And I think all theatre lovers that end up doing it have that same amazing feeling. And it's the, the more the more I'm working and the more jobs I'm doing, I'm like coming into contact with those people that, I admired so much and I you know I have my old programs and yes. you know they've signed it and actually I have 
my 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 newsies for you was wicked for me oh, i was yeah. obsessed with wicked and one of the alphabets in london london alexi kadeem shout out to alexi um <laughs> i saw her as a kid and i got a picture with her and um my last job or i'm still attached to the prince of egypt in the west mm-hmm. end uh the original cast and Lexi's in that and I showed um, now we're good friends and I showed her a picture of me and her at the stage door as a kid oh. and she's and like wearing a wicked jumper you know it's and it's just so cool to think wow this is this is so full circle and now you know I understudy her brother in the show it's crazy wow that is so cool I love that thank you for sharing that <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> it makes me happy um, what are you working on now you were on Prince of Egypt and is that what you're going to go right to when everything opens back up again yeah so I'm, I'm I feel like one of the luckier ones to um, you know we were part of the show pre pre-pandemic and we just opened for about a month um, and luckily our show is still alive and it's they're really wanting to come back as soon as we can so yeah. that is what I'm still attached to and I fingers crossed we'll be going back so I feel very very lucky that you know there's something there waiting because yes. I know that people's shows have closed and people didn't have shows so fingers yeah. crossed that will happen yeah absolutely I, I hope that for you as well and I hope to come see it <laughs> <gasps> yeah I want to go to London so badly I, I I'm even looking at some sort of like program or intensive I could do and if you have any recommendations for that we could talk later because I sure. really want to get to London that was that was actually my um, my graduation present my grandma wanted to take me there uh, because she loves to travel and that was like the goal and and then obviously we couldn't go, but I'm still like so fascinated with the culture and trying to learn everything so I can be ready when I go. But I want to go. I don't want to just visit like I would visit and just see shows, but I want to really experience living in the in um, in London. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, you, you need to let me know. And it's it's funny because I feel like I want to be I want to like live in New York. I, OK, let's trade. In, let's trade. Let's trade. I, I've been there a few times. Last year, I was actually there for about a month. I was really lucky. Uh, oh, wow. and I just love it. I love it so yeah. much. Would you want to do Broadway? Hell yeah. <laughs> no question. <laughs> no oh question. Yeah, what's That's... your dream Broadway show? Wicked? <laughs> um, yes, but I would actually say to originate a part. Yes. Originate a part on Broadway would be, that would be everything for me. You're going to do it. I believe in you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. On that note, this is the Dreamers podcast. So like, what is your biggest dream? Um, I I would kind of say that, really. you know, I, I mean, it changes because I feel like as up to about five years ago, I would have said to be in a Western shop, you know, and then once you do that the, the goal changes and I feel like that's life and it's kind of annoying part of life because you're like oh I just but I've done it and I worked so hard and why do I need to want more now but right. um and then you know the goal the goal changes and then you know now it's to really be a lead because I've we haven't spoken too much about my other stuff I've done but you know I've always understudied um since I've been in the West End I've done mm-hmm. some understudied some really amazing roles and now it's like oh you know, I, I know I can do it. I'd love to just, you know, have have that to be my role and to to do it eight yeah. shows a week. That would be amazing. And then I think the ultimate dream, yeah, would be probably Broadway and 
to originate a part and um i would love to also explore tv and film um but yeah the 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 foreseeable goal is to 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 get lead so we yes. shall see yes yeah. so you were the understudy for aladdin I was, yeah. Um, did you open that show or did you come in later? Um, what was that whole process like? Yeah, so I I was actually in the first cast change uh, of that. So they'd been running for a year and then I came in. Um, and that was really cool because I'd never replaced in a big show before. And that was my West End debut as well. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, there was a lot in that job. And obviously I was understanding Aladdin as well. So it was like, it, I couldn't believe it. it was like everything that I'd ever wanted kind of came in one job and you know I don't know if have you seen the show of you course seen, I've seen yeah, it yeah 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 I think I've seen it about three times oh okay yeah it's amazing it's so you know my, I want to be the genie I know that I'm not really <laughs> in that type but that's my dream role <laughs> you never know you never know it could yeah. totally be um but you know, friend like me, obviously, is this big glitzy tap number and your head to turn Swarovski. And, you know, that was always a dream to like tap in the huge show. And like, so it had all these things. But um, yeah, it was honestly, it was it was truly a dream come true. Um, I couldn't believe it. It was it was great. And I loved I loved it. And I loved the responsibility of understudying. And I finally, you know, got to go on. And I'd, I'd done it quite a few times in London. And yeah, I'll, I'll always look back at that just with such fun memories and just a truly a dream come true, you know. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't even yeah. imagine that. That is like a dream show to be a part of any sort of Disney theatricals because they have just the biggest, most grand productions, but they're so well made and made with so much heart and um, yeah. I'm just, I want to talk to, my dream guest is Thomas Schumacher. <gasps> I want to yeah. talk to him. Oh and my I don't gosh. know how to get in contact with him. If you know anybody, let me know. <laughs> he he actually auditioned me. Um, I, I actually auditioned for Aladdin twice. Um, once for the wow. original cast. And once, and that's a whole story in itself. But he, yeah, so I met him. And I was like, I was a big fan of his. And I had his book as a kid I don't know if you've seen this but it's amazing yeah. it's like this incredible pop-up book and I was like oh my gosh and it was him and Casey Nicola together and it was like oh my goodness what is yeah. going on <laughs> I know yeah it's so special I'm sure to have them come over to London and because they yeah they've opened Mary Poppins there and Lion King and, and there's just they really do love the West End, which is so I know. cool. I'm just dying to get there and see the shows there. Yeah, talking about auditions. Yeah, your biggest audition advice. Yes, this is this is a good question. I get it asked quite a lot. I t- teach students quite a lot and they always ask me this. And, you know, um, I would always say that the most important thing is being prepared. That's, and I'll also talk about control and this is something I've learned recently actually and it's this idea of control what what do you have control over and what don't you and this can apply for life as well this is good advice for the pandemic I think because it's like you know we don't have control over much clearly we just need to go along with what's going on you know I can't control that there's you know our lives have stopped and theatre stopped and all this so what do you have control of your actions and that is it so work so 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 hard on what you do have control of and know that material if you 
have material back to front, do your homework and go into the room. So that's the first, that's the first step. And then once you've, you know, worked so hard on what you can control, then, then disregard it because you have no control over the rest. So it's, that's, I don't, it's so simple, but it's, it's something that has taken me a while to really learn because I think a lot of us worry about the outcome and we literally, it's, it's, it's actually insanity because we have no control over it. So why, why waste any energy on it? If you know what I mean? So hopefully that will Mm -hmm. save you some hardship of like overthinking it and blah, 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 all that stuff that we all do. And, and just focus on what you can control and be the best you can be when you walk in. I, that's something that I definitely pride myself on is knowing that material back to front because then, and doing my homework, thinking about the character because then I've given myself a fighting chance and that could be my little edge, you know, your preparedness. Yeah. And then yeah. I think, yeah. And then couple that with um, just doing you and believing in yourself and that's, that's again your own, another journey that it's I can say it but it's quite hard to fully sink in and it was only for me a good few years into my career that I stopped trying to be what I thought they wanted me to be and I just started doing me if that makes sense that I think things started clicking yeah I love that that's such great advice and once that you once you book the show and you're you're on a in a professional show like Aladdin or Prince of Egypt opening a brand new production what advice what have you learned from those experiences just really being in it and when someone finally makes it what advice do you have for them oh this is this is an interesting one because <laughs> it was <laughs> to be totally honest it it was obviously everything the the job itself was everything i dreamed it to be but um it can be quite tricky, you know, working on a huge commercial show and the pressures that come with it. And sometimes your expectations don't fully align with what the reality of it. Um, so I would say just keep your head down, um, do your job, enjoy it, be nice to everyone. Um, Cause you know, I think it's, I think what it is, I heard Patty Lapone say it, when you work in theatre doing eight shows a week, um, it can be hard because they, because you're seeing people, so, those same people so much that resentments can form and things like that, because you're literally around people that much. So she always says she prefers doing TV because it's like, oh, it's quick. You know, you spend a, a few weeks, a month, but when you're doing a year or two years, it can be tough because you have all these different personalities among mangled in so I would just say um yeah be aware of that and um just be lovely to everyone be focused and also for me it was um it was about keeping because I did Aladdin for two years that contract so it was about staying um motivated outside of work so I would I started a, a dance company at Pineapple Dance Studios which is like Broadway Dance Center in New York you know big or steps um I started a dance class and I would take loads of class myself and I would you know go to singing lessons and just stay on top of my craft outside the show and that would always keep me really inspired to do the show itself 
That's great. So, yeah, because it you could hmm. get comfortable being like, oh, I'm in the show now. I don't need training. Like I'm, exactly. I'm good enough. Exactly. <laughs> but you yeah. kept going and you kept learning and growing. That's really cool. Yeah, I would say that is for sure um, something that I would. I think people are quite good at doing that in America. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like people still go to class and things. Yes. But I think in London, people can get quite complacent and they'll be in their show and they'll you know they'll they'll just have fun and chill out in the day or see friends um but I really feel like that that's what keeps your edge and that's what helps you get the next job if you keep you know if you're doing one style of show in the day then explore a different style Mm -hmm. you know last question non-theater related for someone like me that wants to move to London one day for a little bit or or visit any (laughs) any advice or um what do you what do you love most about your home I just I just want to live vicariously because I want to be there so bad I just want to oh my gosh and vice versa like the amount of <laughs> real housewives in new york i've watched recently <laughs> just to, to feel like that um what do i love um i mean to be honest there's new york and london they have a similar vibe i would say the just to just to compare it i would say that london's probably just like the tiny if you had a dial it's like a tiny bit dialed back it's like a little bit a little bit slower like not as frantic because I feel like every time I've been to New York I don't know if it's just me but it's like non-stop yeah, it's like non-stop. you hit down and it's go 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 um, and I feel like London's maybe a tiny bit more chilled um, but yeah it's I, I love the charm of London you know you have like cute streets in Soho and you know all over London Shoreditch is really cool but um you know like the alfresco you know you sit outside a a coffee shop that's that's kind of my fate the simple things are like my favorite things so just walking around the streets and wandering and um you know that's I think that's what's so beautiful about London you know it has the nice architecture and it's just quite charming um especially oh but it's quite rainy it's rainy so bring bring a coat bring an umbrella that's the one thing I don't know (laughs) if I could live there long term just because it is always like gray and rainy I (laughs) I know I know that's that's the one thing I don't like about it I think yeah so come in spring come in spring summer and you'll have a beautiful time perfect good to know (laughs) well thank you so much for being on the dreamers podcast and i look forward to seeing everything you do um you're back at it and i'll come visit and we'll take dan's class together (laughs) yeah come take class come take my class yeah i'll take your class i'd love that um do you have any last words of inspiration for our listeners oh just um stay inspired whatever that means to you and we will get through this crazy time together and theatre's going to be back and, you know, this will be a thing of the past and, yeah, sending love to everyone. Thanks so much for listening to the Dreamers podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to this show. And you can follow me and connect with me on Instagram at Dreams by Brooklyn. You can also follow our wonderful guest, Danny, at Danny Becker UK. I'm so glad to be back doing the show. Always remember if you can dream it, you can do it. <laughs>